Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. It's the month of June, and we're doing things differently this month. It's all about beginners. You heard that correct. It's all about beginners. So people who've done their first triathlon or doing their first triathlon or have done their first triathlon and doing their second It's all about those who are just beginning. We wanna hear all the good stuff that they have to offer us. And yes, we wanna laugh. And yes, we may cry. And yes, we wanna celebrate the victories because that's what we're here to do at Try Beginners Luck. So today I have with me a very special guest that I met through the power of social media, IG. Yes, let me tell you how we connected though. So we connected through the Try Beginner's Luck Instagram page, but we connected because she had a very important question. And that important question was, hey, I need to know what sports bar do you use? Because our girlfriends have to have girlfriends who have to have girlfriends to protect us so that our girlfriends can be safe. Okay, okay. So we connected because we were sharing information about the best sports bras bras that are on the market or that work to be a good sports bra while you're in the water going through transition and doing multi-sport. We also found out that we had a connecting group, which is Fast Chicks. So shout out to Fast Chicks. So I have with me none other than Miss Katie Matthews, who is a pediatric speech therapist in the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. She completed her first sprint triathlon in in July, 2021, after learning to swim just a few months prior. After a rough first outing, she recently completed her second sprint triathlon in May, 2022. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, Katie. Thank you, Ashanda. How <laughs> are for that you? Sweet introduction. I am good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, it's so interesting how, you know, when you're starting out, you have so many questions. And to be honest, sports bras is a really serious question because, especially for girls who have, they're very well endowed. You know, they have their PhDs, as one of my friends would like to call it. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you have PhDs, you need something more substantial so that you don't bounce all around. And so I am so grateful that um, we were able to connect like that. Now, were you able to find a good sports bra? I was, and it was thanks to Fast Chicks. They gave me multiple suggestions, but the main theme was She Fits. And joining that group, I actually joined the group after you interviewed the founder of Fast Chicks. And yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, there was, they're so kind in there. If anyone's listening and they want to join, they're so kind in there. One girl private messaged me and sent me a $10 off link. So I was able to use that. Yeah, sports bras, bras in general. It's hard well, to girl, find send your me uniform. That link. Look, send me that <laughs> link so it. I can try I'll it. Send it to you. And shout out to Fast Chicks. Shout out to Von Spencer, my soror, and fellow triathlete. That is so beautiful. I love to see the circle come around full circle. Whew. The PhDs are secure. They're happy. Yes. And they love their new their new friend. Yes. (laughs) Their new protector. I love it. And as a, I played sports growing up too. And I was always, I would say since junior high, sixth or seventh grade, I was a double bra person. Like I just had to wear two bras and it wasn't until 2020 I found, um, what's it called? Target. (laughs) Target has the all in motion bras. And that was the first, the zip up in the front. 
That was the first time I tried one where I only had to wear one. So she fits is I think number three that I've tried that I only have to wear one. So I love it. it is, it is a journey. I am 31 years old. And so I want any, anyone and everyone to know uh, <laughs> holding up the PhDs <laughs> is a journey for life. <laughs> it's a journey for life, but it's also important because we have to, they need protecting. And so I'm here for it. And I'm trying to think of the brand that I recommended. Do you remember the one that I recommended that I wear every day that I clearly don't yeah, I don't remember um, off the top of my head. And they're all so expensive that you can't just try them all. They're what? <laughs> I said, they're all so expensive. So you can't try them all because it's a down payment. <laughs> A whole down payment. The one I was thinking of was Moving Comfort, which I think Brooks took over. And so I wear Moving Comfort, which Brooks took over. And so I've worn them for years, but I'm definitely going to try uh, She Fits. Yes. I, moving Comfort has been suggested to me by a couple people. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They're expensive. I mean, they're $70, $80 for a bra. Yeah. That you're going to be wet. And anyway, we, we're here to talk about <laughs> your first triathlon. So tell me about why triathlon and how did you get involved? So I, should I start all the way back? I wasn't, I've been a soccer player since I was a little kid. Um, I started playing competitively when I was eight years old. Then I played all the way up until my freshman year. I stopped after my freshman year and I started coaching and I realized I had joined a boot camp club or group, um, with some people. And then I started graduate school. I didn't have the money to continue the exercises that I was doing. And I realized I don't know how to work out if I don't have somebody telling me what to do. So, okay. <laughs> and you would think you grew up, you, somebody was telling you what to do all the time. You should just know what they were telling you. I, I am a person, I can't go to the gym and I can go to the gym and get on the machines, but I don't know how long should I be on this? How much weight should I be lifting X, Y, and Z. So, um, so I was kind of in a place where I was struggling with how do I work out? My husband and I go on walks all the time. So really my exercise at that point was really just walking a lot. And then in November, 2020, I heard the story about Chris Nickich who is the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman. And he is also from the city beautiful as well. And I felt very inspired by his story. And I often rabbit hole when I find something interesting. And so I started looking into it and I was like, Ooh, a full Ironman sounds intense. I don't think that's like my level. So I started looking at the different lengths of the races that you could do. And at that time I was working with a life coach because if you were not working on your mental health in 2020, what were you doing? <laughs> um, and it just so happened. My life coach goes, well, I'm a triathlete. So what were the odds? We were, her and I just met and we talked about life. I never thought she was a triathlete. So she told me try a sprint. And so I was able to rabbit hole on the whole sprint thing. And, um, I grew up with a pool in the backyard. So I knew how to survive in the water, but not for long. So in January, 2021, I learned how to actually do the freestyle stroke. Um, while my husband now, then he was my fiance. He taught me from outside of the pool. I would swim down. He'd be like, so fix this I'd swim back the other way. Okay. Now fix this part of your stroke. And eventually it got to, I enjoy swimming and I still, to this day, like I enjoy swimming. I don't know how to swim fast though. So I do think as more triathlons come along, I will um, get a trainer to probably figure out how I can pr preserve more energy or how to swim faster. But um, I feel like I'm going off topic a little bit, no. <laughs> but um, that was basically my like journey into um, triathlon was it sounded fun or I was inspired by Chris Nickich. It sounded fun. And I liked the idea that it was three different things. So like I said before, I had had a hard time learning how to work out by myself. It was three different activities, events that I could do throughout the week. So if I wasn't feeling running, I wasn't going to run. <laughs> if I wasn't feeling biking, I wasn't going to bike that day. So that was kind of how I 
stumbled into it. I love, so you had a life coach. Your life coach is a triathlon. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's late. (laughs) Your life coach is a triathlete. And she planted a seed. Your fiance then, now husband, taught you how to swim. Now, does he do triathlons? No. And has no interest? Not really. He's, he's a walker. Um, he likes to walk. He's had multiple injuries from football and okay. things like that. So, cause you know, I'm going to be like, I, but I try and plant seeds. Yeah. I'm like, we're, we're we can walk. We don't have to run the running portion. We can walk. So I feel like he's going to hear this and be like, yeah, you're calling me out. <laughs> Absolutely. What's his name? Um, he, he will not let me say his name. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So you me trying you to break up a happy new home. <laughs> yeah, you can you can cut this part out if you want to. My mom and I have recently started a podcast, and he is like, I want to remain a mystery. I don't want my name. He is just mystery husband, is all he's referred to on our family podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> well, Mr. Privacy. Mr. Privacy, mystery husband. Yeah. We're coming for you to a triathlon. <laughs> to a triathlon near you we've been watching for you so tell us about your first triathlon we want to hear all the details okay so my very first triathlon I invited my brother my brother lives in Cincinnati Ohio Um, I invited him down because he is a cyclist and he's just always been a natural athlete amazing athlete so I was like hey will you do this with me he said yeah so I had a partner even we did none of the training together and this is the part that irritates me about him a little bit. <laughs> he swam the day before the race in our neighborhood pool just to practice. He did not practice swimming at all during those six months. It's like, are you kidding me? And so my brother came down. He was in the heat before me. So he was going to wait in the transition area and um, while waiting for me. So I enter the water. I was feeling very confident about the swim. I had only swam in the neighborhood pool. I had not swam in open water and it was a shock to me. I've, I've floated in open water before. I've never swam. (laughs) Remember the whole, I learned six months before to swim. I have floated in open water. That was it. So I enter the first few strokes. I was hit by somebody. I had swallowed a bunch of water. I started doggy paddling. I was gasping for air. And I swam to the first lifeguard and I said, if I hold on to this, am I disqualified? And she said, no, you can hold on and gather yourself. So I'm like, okay. And I started swimming again and I just so was so in my head and I was starting to have a panic attack and I had a full blown panic attack in the middle of the water. Um, there were times I was straight up and down in the water, just pedaling with my hands or I'd flip over on my back and only use my feet. It was a hot mess. I stopped at one or two more lifeguards. And I was afraid to tell them I'm having a panic attack. So I thought that would mean they would take me <laughs> And um, so, yeah, I think it took me, it was like 12 or 13 minutes to finish the swim. And when I had practiced at home, like before the race, I think it had taken me like six or seven minutes. So that was a whole different level of exhaustion going into any, like going into the biking and everything. So I got all the water. My family was there. They're like, yeah, (laughs) I was the last person in my heat to come out of the water too. I think, I think they were wondering, is she out there? Did she drown? What happened? So, and I'm like, I had a panic attack. (laughs) And so I run to transition. I get on the bike. God love my younger brother. He was like, he has told me now. He's like, I knew not to tell you to calm down. He was like, I knew you needed to calm down, but I knew the words calm down were not the words that I should have said. So he was just like, okay, breathe in your nose and out your mouth. And we just got on the bike and it probably took me the first half of the bike to be breathing normal again. Um, and then I come from a very like happy, joyful, positive family. So him and I were singing for the rest of the bike ride. (laughs) 
<laughs> singing a song that I have I've taken from someone sort of, and I've made it my own and I just go, there's nothing I can do about it now. So when I dwell on things and anything in life, I just sing, there's nothing I can do about it now. So I was like, I can't go back into the water and change what happened in the water. I just have to move forward. So, um, I walked most of the 5k for the run. My brother kept pushing me physically. He was like pushing my back. He's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but come on, you can do it. You're my sister. I wouldn't push anybody else. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, it was a hot mess express is what I like to say. But you finished and did you The water, yeah. But my, and I kept telling myself, my main goal is to finish. I just want to cross the finish line. So I finished and I was bound and determined. I was like, that is not going to define what triathlons are to me. So I love that. I, I really do appreciate that you're not letting that experience, which wasn't ideal for you, right. to affect the way you view the sport and that you're willing to try again. Um, there's a song by um, Aaliyah, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. And it's funny yes. because before I, um, before I, interviewed you that song just kept resonating with me coming up in my head not knowing your story and so I love the fact that you have now dusted yourself off and you have now tried again so tell us about your most recent experience that happened last month so I specifically chose this race because the swimming was in the pool But don't worry, I plan to do two more this summer that will be in open water. Okay. But I felt just for me, I was like, my redemption, I feel confident in the pool. My redemption is going to be a pool swim. So that was why okay. I picked a pool swim. And a try is a try. It doesn't matter yeah. how you spin it, it's a try. Exactly. I swam, I biked, I ran. And <laughs> so I did the swim and I passed somebody while swimming, which was, I got out of the pool and I looked at my husband. I go, I passed somebody. <laughs> like the girl who swim last year and had a panic attack in the water last year. Like I passed someone. So wow. that was like such a big, like confidence builder moment for me. And I never felt exhausted or tired in the pool. Um, but Yeah. The swim was great. And then the bike was the bike. I just got a new bike for right now. It's like, I keep saying it's my in-between bike. (laughs) It's a hybrid. Currently it has a cruiser seat. I was going to change the seat before the race. And I was like, I'm not going to change the seat before the week of the race. And so the cruiser seat makes me want to sit back and relax while I ride. So I ended up, my average time was like 12.4 miles on a hybrid with a cruiser seat, which according to my training and all that I did was pretty fast. Um, So I felt really confident with the bike. You know, I'm not the fastest biker, but you know, I did it. And then the run, I actually ran the whole thing. I only walked through the water stations. I don't know how people run through them. They are another wonder of the world (laughs) because I run and I choke and no. So I walked through those and I finished running and I finished smiling and it was, it was amazing. So I was just so glad that I did it again because I just felt so good when I finished. (laughs) And I remember sending you a little note before the race and I was like, just keep smiling. And so I'm so happy that you smile because when you smile and try, you do feel better and you had a great redemption race. So kudos to you and congratulations because you. you did something about it. You did something yeah. about it. <laughs> and I, if anyone listening is a female, well, I'm sure there's a lot of females, but if you're listening and you're female, the She Tries races in um, Charleston, they're around the Charleston area. They're all female and they truly are. Everyone is encouraging you. If I was getting passed, people are like on your left, you know, you go girl. And I would pass people and say the same thing, or you got this, come on, on the run. Cause you run past people, like you run out and then you come back. So you're, everyone was cheering the entire it. time for each other. So if you're looking for an all girl race, girl power race, 
definitely it. <laughs> well, you heard it here. She tries. So go find a race where they are putting on and try, which she tries. I love it. So Charleston, you live in Orlando, Charleston. Tell me, how did you find this race? Again, I don't know. <laughs> I think it popped up as something I might've followed a couple of triathlon pages and it was just a suggestion in Instagram. I find most things in life on Instagram. <laughs> Is that how you found the so, Try Beginners Luck podcast? And that's how I found the Try Beginners Luck podcast. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, people you may know or pages you, you might like to follow. I definitely think that that was where I found She Tries. And then I know 100% that was how I found you. So. Awesome. And we're so glad that we found you as well. So what is your favorite part of the race? Hmm. I feel like different days, it's different things. And <laughs> is that's that okay. possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say on, after a run day, I love swimming and I love just being in the water and floating and, okay, and swimming now, actually swimming now. So do you have these moments? where after you finish your swim workout that you just lay back in the pool and just sit there. Oh my yes. God, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and I do it in a community pool. We have like a pretty long community pool mm -hmm. and I'm wondering who is walking by and just like watching me just floating. <laughs> it's so relaxing. And I'm thinking that's why these little floating pods are getting so popular or becoming so popular because you can just sit there and like let the cares of the world just whoosh. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, during this training, I actually fall or listen to a book called breath by James Nestor. And it's all about how it's, it's something like the old science, the new art of an old science. I can't remember exactly, but it's all about how, how we breathe as humans can impact our health so much. And one of his chapters, he talks about training swimmers and runners and breathing through your nose. So I have completely changed the way that I breathe while I run. And I started running. I used to run half a mile, walk half a mile, maybe run three quarters of a mile. And I was like running, walking so much. Now I can successfully say I can go out and run two to three miles without stopping. And it makes me think, oh my gosh, am I enjoying this? Because I've never enjoyed running before. <laughs> so during this training, I've been like, what is who am I? Who is this? Wow. <laughs> Did you actually enjoy that? So it's, it's definitely not an enjoyment that I would go and run every day. I am not that type of person, but, um, yeah. I love it. So to answer your question, I don't feel like I have a favorite. It and that's, that's fair too. That's fair too. So you said that you have two more tries this year. Where are they? Um, I have not signed up for them yet, but one of them, the ones that I'm planning on are one is in Jacksonville. I okay. think it's called Jack's, the Jack's try. Mm -hmm. um, my husband's family's up there. So we'll go travel up there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm stuck between August. I'm either going to do one here in Claremont, Florida, or um, one up in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm from. It just depends on flights and work and all of that. So Awesome. Awesome. So now that you've experienced two tries, what would you tell a fellow beginner? I would tell them to just begin. Just go out there and swim as fast or as slow as you can. Ride your bike as fast or as slow as you can and walk until you can run. Um, but yeah, I just feel like just beginning is the most important probably part of it. I mean, not, not probably it is the most important part of it and being, I would say also track yourself. So I've tracked myself and been able to watch my miles go from 14 minute miles down to, I just did this one in a 12 minute mile. I am not moving fast, but I am moving. I just, you just got to get moving <laughs> and seeing my bike times go fat, get faster and seeing my swim get faster as well. So it's very helpful to see it all come yeah. together and improve. I love it. And so you said that next steps, perhaps you mentioned this earlier that you want to perhaps get a coach. Um, yes, I do. I actually got one from the fast chicks group and I've, we've met a couple of times, um, or we've talked a few times before this race. And then I'm, I start training 
this weekend with her for my next ones. Look at there, you're not wasting any time. I love it. And I love that Fast Chicks has been such a resource for you. And so if you're listening to this, Vaughn's episode is in season one, so check it Mm -hmm. out. But two, the fabric throughout the podcast for for Try Beginners Luck podcast have been the community. There is nothing like the Try community. So when you are looking for, if you're in a say in a city by yourself and you need to, you want to do something to get active, find a try community, even if you're just doing one sport until you can get to do the three, but get connected. We are not meant to do life alone and we need others. And just so happily, it's the end of the day. We are not meant to do life alone. We need others. And just so happily, when you try, you get a beautiful community that you're welcomed into. So don't take it for granted. Just do it and just begin, just begin. With that said, Katie is just a dope individual. And I'm so glad that I came across her because she has a really amazing Etsy page. And I want people to go to her Etsy page and uh, actually just tell us, where can we find you on Etsy? So on Etsy, my name is Katie's Got Your Tongue and that's the letters KT, Katie's Got Your Tongue. I'm a speech therapist and I like idioms. And (laughs) I threw my name in there too. So it's a little orange cat with a black background. Um, It's my same handle on Instagram as well. I kind of share a little bit about my try journey on my Instagram page, but I also share a lot about the greeting cards that I make. So um, yeah, my Etsy shop is, I guess I should start with that. (laughs) Such a good business owner I am. So my Etsy shop, I sell cards and stickers that are um, inspiring positive messages. I have always, I've come from a family of happy people. So (laughs) I feel like it's been instilled in me a bit. So I just like to share those. And I have also met just putting myself out there into the community. I've gone to a bike shop, um, actually in Cocoa beach. And the owner of the bike shop was like, Hey, can you make stickers? Because I go to tries and she sells her apparel. So she's asked me to make stickers and cards that are more tri based. So triathlon based. So I plan on adding more triathlon messages or themes into my shop as well. So it's, it's just, it's just beginning, but it's growing. <laughs> because you said what? Just begin. And we are going to end on that note. <laughs> just awesome. begin. Thank you so much, Katie, for being with us. Congratulations on all of the accomplishments. And it's just June. You just, you're newlywed. You finished your second try. You're a successful speech pathologist. And we are just so grateful for you. Oh, and I believe you have a podcast. Would you like to tell us about your podcast? Sure, I will. Um, my mom and I have a podcast, podcast, and it's called The Real Call Your Mom. And we encourage people to call their moms. And we interview, currently we are just starting out, but we are interviewing anyone who has a mom and wants to share their stories and it's any stories. We are not just looking for stories like my mom and I, who are very close. We're looking for anyone who has a mom and anyone who wants to share their story about the relationship with their mom or how they are a mom. So, (laughs) well, there you have it. Definitely check them out. And remember, whenever you try beginners like you always win. I'm Ashonda and we're out. Peace. I have the luxury of working races because I'm an endurance race announcer. And so I get to come across beginners and beginners who I come in contact with on social media platforms. And so I figured what better way to bring multiple stories to you of beginners of all nationalities, all age ranges, all genders, just bringing you beginner stories. I, this particular story resonates with me a lot in the sense of this is really why Try Beginners Luck is in existence. On Mother's Day of this year, I had the pleasure of announcing 
with Kinetic Multisport at the Kinetic Triathlon Festival. And this particular Sunday, I didn't have to be there until later. And so I got to go to the swim start and just be a spectator. And I saw this young lady in a wetsuit, young, and really looked like she didn't know what was about to happen and she was nervous about getting in the water. And I looked at her and I was taking pictures because that's what you do, you spectate, you take pictures. And I was like, is this your first race? And she says, yes, it is. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I could see, you know, the, the um, expectancy of getting in and doing her first race. And I was like, I gotta talk to this young lady afterwards. I didn't really know her age. I just knew she was young. And I made it my business. If I know you're a beginner, I make it my business to showcase that. And so, and getting to speak to her family throughout the race, just getting her backstory. When I saw her come through, coming down, when I saw her turning around the corner, I began to build her story up. Here comes Kayla Edwards, who just learned how to swim nine months ago, welcoming her into her first finish line right here at Kinetic Triathlon Festival here in Lake Anna, Virginia. Now I get to bring her to you. So without further ado, welcome Kayla. How are you doing, Ms. Kayla Edwards? Hi, I'm good. I'm doing good. So this is bringing me so much like warm and fuzzies to be sitting here with you today. I don't think you may know, but I don't think you really know how excited I am to be interviewing you today. So thank you for giving up your time to be here with me. And I just want to get right to it. Tell us who you are and why you chose to do triathlons. Um, I'm Kayla Edwards. I'm 14 years old and I chose to do triathlon because it was a new challenge. Um, I just learned how to swim. Um, and I was interested in doing something more difficult and having a new challenge for me. And that challenge was triathlon. And so I wanted to try. So speaking of, how did you know about triathlon? Because you say you wanted a challenge. So tell me, how did you even find out about the sport? Um, I found out off of YouTube. Um, I was looking around for like inspiration and I found this triathlon channel called Global Triathlon Network. And they just taught me almost everything that I know about triathlon. I was like, yeah, I think this is something I want to try to do. Okay, so I'm just going to try to frame this in my mind to help the viewers. So you, yeah. you're scrolling on YouTube, you come across this channel, Global Triathlon Network, and you're like, hmm, this looks interesting. I want to do this. Is that how it went? Yeah, it did. So instead of like watching games and, you know, doing what normal kids would do, you were like, not watching videos, you were like, hmm, this is striking to me. So you see the Global Triathlon Network, but did you know how to do all three sports at that time? Um, I dabbled in it a little bit, but I've never fully committed to anything. Like I never swam before. Um, and so like that was something really new for me. Um, I've never really rode my bike for very long distances. Like, and so everything was like really new to me. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm still just, my, the wheels are turning in my head. This is so new to you. So how did you even train? How did you learn how to swim? Okay, let's start back because I'm getting all confused as you can see. So how did you learn how to swim? What did you do to learn how to swim? Um, my brother, he, he's on a swim team. And so I was like, I asked him, I was like, you think you can teach me to swim? And after a couple of weeks, he was like, sure. And he taught me how to swim. Now, how old is your brother? Um, he's 23. Wow. So 23 years old on a swim team and he taught you how to swim. 
Love it. So check. We know how to swim. You said you hadn't rode, didn't ride a bike. So how did you get a bike to learn how to ride a bike? Um, my mentor, she actually like, she helped me a lot throughout this process and she, she gave me one of her bikes and she said, I'm going to help you ride, start riding your bike. And so she gave me her old bike and she helped me, um, actually like start getting on it and riding it. Okay. So now we got to unpack this. We have a brother, we have a mentor. So your mentor, who is your mentor and how did you come across this mentor? Um, her name's Kara and, um, she's a part of this program called big brother and big sister. Um, yeah. And you gotta love so, big brother, big sister. Yeah. Okay, so you met Kara through big brother and big sister and she yeah. gave you her bike, which I love because someone gave me a bike for my first race too, which was just seven years ago. And so I love the power of this community because you know people are so giving and they're like, hey, use, well, she gave me a bike to use, let me be clear. But it's like, hey, use this bike, get started, because we don't want anything to be a barrier to your success. So did you always, were you a runner? Like, were you always an athlete? And if so, what sport did you start with? Um, yeah, I was always an athlete. Um, I played basketball when I was younger. And so that was the sport I started out with. Okay. And so naturally running, are you a runner? Is that something that came very easily for you? Um, running, it was very difficult at the beginning, but it kind of came a lot easier than the other sports. And so I was just able to catch it. And now I run every day. So, yeah. Okay. So we've learned how to swim thanks to Big Brother. And then we have a bike thanks to a big sister. And then running was just kind of a natural, you know, thing that you can do. But how did you put it all together so that you can train? Um, I put it all together by like researching a lot and learning new things. And throughout the week, I was like, mom, can I go for a bike ride? Can I go for a run? And so I just tried to put it together. And with the running, um, obviously I can't really do it after school by myself. And so I joined this group called Pacers. And so they got me running like two to three times a week along with swimming with my brother and going for bike rides with my mentor. I love it. So you did the research to find a plan that worked for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you. I, let me be real, real. You're 14 years old. And at 14, I cannot say I would have done the research to find a plan and to be disciplined enough to even want to go out and swim, bike, and run. And what I think I forgot to mention is that Kayla lives in Washington, DC. And what I love is that DC is a very unique city because depending on where you live, you might, there's, there's, we do have really good bike lanes, but we have to go to find like trails, like whether it's, you know, Haynes Point or uh, the CNO Canal or Anacostia Park. And so where are some of the places that you went to go for your bike ride? Um, one of the main places was Anacostia Trail. Okay. And I've gone to Haynes Point a couple of times, and, but my main place was Anacostia Trail. Oh, wow. I love it. So this, you know, I, I think I also I want to share uh, what's what quadrant of uh, the district do you live in? Um, I live in Ward 8. Uh, yeah, Southeast. 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 I love it. Okay, so yeah. I think to unpack this, you're 14 years old. You live in Washington, D.C. You live in Ward 8, where there's not a lot of extra resources in that particular ward for swimming, biking, and running. And yet you took the initiative to do this. 
And I think what this says is when you provide an avenue or an opportunity for those, people will take it and people will want to be exposed to something different. And I think for you, you were exposed to something different with the Global Triathlon Network. So Global Triathlon Network, you're reaching people all the way in Washington, D.C., Southeast Washington, D.C., to speak specifically. And I think that's great. And I think that's so important. So you watch the Global Triathlon Network. Did you ever see anyone that looked like you? And if not, how did that make you feel? Um. I didn't really see anyone like me that um, it was kind of disappointing to know that there's such a huge community out there, but no one really looked like me. No one, no one lived where I lived and stuff. And so it was kind of upsetting. It was kind of like, is this really for me? Cause no one looks like me. So it encouraged me to keep trying so I can be that person to say, okay, someone looks like me, they can also try and do it themselves. Yeah. And just last year, which I love, is that we, is that the first African-American female triathlete went pro and her name is Sika Henry. And so she has broken a barrier for so many, including you, so many. And so I just want to introduce you to Miss Sika Henry. Can you Google Sika? Yeah, I can. Mm -hmm. And so now you can have an idea of who she is and you have someone who resembles you that you can keep aspiring to be. But since today is your first time learning about Sika, who has been the person who you've looked up to? Um, I just looked up to people. Um, I've looked up to a lot of professional triathletes. None of them were African-American though. And so I don't really can say I can have someone African-American that I looked up to. And so, but I have been looking at like a lot of professional Ironman triathletes and a lot of female like Kat Matthews or Heather Jackson. So those are probably the people I say looked up to the most. Awesome. So you said Ironman. So is that something that you aspire to do? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want to do the 70.3 Ironman or do you want to do the full 140.6 Ironman? Uh, I, I want to do the full. Oh. Go all the way. Go, go all the way. Hey, I love it. Okay. So you want to go all the way. When do you see yourself going all the way? Um, I see myself like when I become of age, when I turn 18. Okay, so at 18, you want to, and again, yeah. I haven't even researched the rule, so I don't know if you can do an Ironman. You have to be 18 in order to do a full Ironman? Yeah. You so you've researched that. Okay, okay. So when you get 18, you're going to do a full Ironman. I love it. So that means we got to keep tracking you, seeing what you need, uh, and getting you those resources. Okay. So we've gotten out some little fun part. Tell me about your very first triathlon with Kinetic Multisport at the Kinetic Triathlon Festival. It's a lot of kinetic, it's a lot of energy in that. Okay, <laughs> woo. All right, tell me about your first race. Let's start with the swim. Okay, um, the swim was nerve wracking as all swims are. Um, my family was there to support me and it was very cold that day. And so they helped warm me up and help me get pumped up and ready to go out there and do my best. And so uh, they helped me, they supported me. Um, we, got in, we got ready to go and that gun went off and I was like one of the last people to leave. <laughs> and so that was like, that was kind of sad, but I've worked my way through the swim, 750 meters. Um, I did do freestyle, which was really impressive for myself. And um, I did the swim, got a couple nerves, but I completed it and I felt happy with the swim that I did. Now let's be clear, I was at your swim. You started in the back and it was a time trial swim. So you can yes. go whenever you wanna go. 
but you really were kind of, you were very fast because you were passing people who started before you. Yeah, I did. I passed a couple people. She's being modest, a couple. She passed a lot of people. And that's so cool, you know, to just start swimming, what, nine months ago and to come in, you started in the back and you passed people. How did that make you feel? And did that give you confidence as you were going into the bike? Um, it made me feel like really happy to see, like I'm coming out of the water and there's still people there and to see people get out with me. It gave me a lot of confidence. Like you, like you can do this, you can ride, you, you rode the distance, you've gone the distance, you can do it. You might not be the fastest, but you're pretty good on the bike. So just finish the transition and go push as hard as you can. Here, okay, okay, okay. So, so we're in transition. What was your transition like? Like, what did you have? What was going through your mind as you were getting ready to go to, from the swim to the to the bike? Uh, my mind was like, go as fast as possible, and so and like I was running, trying to find my my bike, and had to put my shoes on, and had to get everything ready, and. I forgot the most important part of it. I forgot a coat. And so I ran out to, I ran out of transition really, really cold. And so like my mind was just racing, like get on the bike. So you, cause you do good on the bike, get on. Cause once you're on, you're going to do amazing. And so that was like really what was just going through my mind. What I love is your confidence about your bike. So let's talk about the bike. Cause I feel, and what I hear is the bike is your favorite part. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about the bike. Cause it, and for context, everyone who's listening and viewing, it was very cold. It was 40 degrees. That is like a winter triathlon. And no one, I don't think, was prepared for that. There were people who probably didn't even finish because they were so cold. So here we go. We're on the bike. Um, I started off the bike. I was a little drowsy from the swim, but... After like mile four or five, I started to get into a rhythm and I started to speed up, you know. I was really cold, so I just wanted to finish it and keep my body moving. And so I was just going as fast and as hard as I can, but still preserving for the run. And I was just like, you're doing good. You're fine. You did it before in colder weather. You done it and so I was just trying to keep myself positive for the run while I was just trying to finish the bike because I knew that was probably going to be the easiest one for me and so I was just trying to finish the bike keep myself positive and motivated to continue going on. Now was the bike course something that you've ridden before like because I think that particular course is a rolling hill course so tell me about you know how did you attack the hills? Um, I've never experienced that type of ride before. Like, I've done hills before, but it was never that scenery. It was so beautiful outside. And so I, the way that I tried to do the hills was like, just try and stay in your seat. Just try and finish it. You don't have to be the fastest up the hill, but you do want to get up it while riding on your bike. And so I was just like, just trying to stay, just trying to keep moving, not trying to put out too much power, but keep moving up the hills. And so that was my, that was really my strategy to get through the bike. I know what people hear. I know people heard what I heard. You said not using too much power. So let's talk about this. What do you know about power? Um, I know that like, I don't really know much. I just know that your power affects your speed and your energy. And so I don't have power meters. I don't have like anything to tell me what my power is. So I basically just go the way I'm feeling. And so if I feel like I'm going a lot, I try to slow it down a little, but like it's not enough. I So basically just go off how I feel and basically that's how I do my power. Wow. I love the fact that when you know that it's about power meters and you're going by uh, how you feel, which is considered rate of perceived exertion, which I am just, I am just, just so excited about. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So you've never experienced this type of terrain before, but you did it. You kept moving, even though it was cold and windy. And I, I don't know about you, but my voice has been affected since that particular race because of allergies. And I know that, I don't know what was in that. It was like cold, rain, wind, pollen flying all, mixing all around. And you made it back to... Um, transition which was t2 so tell me about that coming back into t2 coming back into t2 um my legs were hurting a lot <laughs> and um and so i was just like calm down you finish the bike you're you're two-thirds of the way finished i'm trying to just like bring my heart rate down a little before i get out on the run and so I hooked my bike up and I was like calming myself down. I was putting on my running shoes and I accidentally went out the wrong way. And so, and it was like cold and I accidentally went out the wrong way. And so I had to bring myself back like, okay, you made a mistake, but it's okay. Cause you can still continue to push and just make sure you, you just go as fast as you can. And you make mistakes. It's your first one, but you can still complete the triathlon. Wow. But you know what? That's what happens. It's your first, you're going out the wrong way. You have a lot on your mind. You made the course corrections. You, I even hear that you've mentally made some course corrections in the way you were thinking. And that's admirable. Um, I, I also want to just touch on, you wanted to bring your heart rate down. So did you have a heart rate monitor? Um, I had, I had, I had a watch that told me my heart rate. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's very accurate, but <laughs> I did. Um, so I tried to like, kind of keep it in zones based off like, I don't have like accurate zones, but I do try to keep my heart rate at a certain level while I'm, um, like running and stuff. And so these zones, now these zones did you look, research the zones in which you thought you should be in? And that's how yeah. you were able to keep them in whichever zone you needed to be? Yeah, I did. Yes, I wow. Did. <laughs> this is so high level to me. I, I'm, I'm trying to place myself in my 14 year old mind and thinking about the activities because I was 14 years old. I'm thinking I was in eighth grade. So for me in, in eighth grade, music was the thing. So. You know, I, I remember practicing a lot and doing a lot of research and auditioning. And I think getting, if I remember it was the seventh or eighth grade, I went to Allstate. But anyway, I still didn't do the level of work that you are doing for this sport in which you're just finding out about. And I wanna just encourage you, this is just the beginning. And you're gonna to continue to have more first. You're gonna have your first when you do your first Olympic. You're gonna have your first when you do your first long course or your 70.3. And you're gonna have your first when you do your first full. What I love about this sport is you can always have first. You can always have personal records. You can always grow, you can always develop. And you, my friend, it's just getting started. However, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about your finish. So let's talk about you're on the bike, you finish the bike, you're onto the run, you go out the wrong way. Now let's talk about the run into the finish. Yes. Um, the run was really nice. Um, I kind of warmed up a little. I was feeling a lot better. Uh, it was just, it was just, it was just a 5K, so it wasn't too long, too far. And so I just like got into an easy pace to where I could finish it. And I just pushed myself to see how fast I can go after being tired. And um, a lot of people passed me telling me congratulations and I'm doing well, which really brought my spirits up high to finish the race strongly. And um, I ran into the finish and hearing you like, say my name and to hear you um calling me a triathlete it was just so beautiful and so nice I felt so like 
happy that I like actually finished it after all the hard work I put in. Yeah, well, congratulations. And that warms my heart because you deserve it. You know, everyone that I, along with so many other announcers across the world who get to bring home finishers into the finish line, it's important. And we know how important it makes you feel. And so congratulations again. Now, I got to do awards and you're in this, you are 14 years old by your age. However, you learned a very interesting lesson being 14 years old and your real age and then being 14 years old in your triathlon age. So your triathlon age, we learned that you had to go up. Tell me about that experience. Um, it was a little disappointing because, you know, I'm 14. I was supposed to be with 14 and under, but they moved me up to the 15 to 19 category, which means I didn't do as well as I thought I did. And so it was kind of a bummer. It was kind of disappointing knowing that like I worked so hard and I didn't get on the podium because I was like one of the younger people to go my category. And so it was kind of disappointing, but it taught me a really true lesson. Like there's always, there's, you're going to get moved up. Things are going to happen. So just like stay positive because Next time I'm going to go out there and maybe I'm going to do a lot better because I'm going to be more prepared next time and better weather probably. For sure. The weather in itself was a hindrance, but your time still was amazing because it was still your personal best. And when I saw the disappointment on your face, like it kind of hurt me a bit because I didn't know when you were turning when you were aging up, right? And so based off of just knowing 14 and you were like, well, I should be on the podium. And I was like, well, okay, we'll go over to the timing table and sort it out with them and figure it out. And when you came back and you were like, I had to get aged up. And that particular day, the 15 to 19 age group were some competitive young women. And if you were to be judged by your current age, you would have come in first place by your time, sheer time alone. And then the other young lady would have been in second place because your time was better than hers. However, because of USA Triathlon rules, that is a thing. And we all get aged up and it happened to be a lesson for you very early on, but now you know, and I think that's only gonna make you a better triathlete as you continue to grow in this sport and learning all of the rules but that doesn't dismiss your effort. You did an amazing job. And I just wanna give you kudos because you rock and welcome to the sport of triathlon as a triathlete. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, what advice, now that you've done your first, that you will give to someone else? Um, my advice that I would give to someone else is like, try it. You know, you don't know how it's going to turn out. So just try it. It might be the best thing to happen to you, to, you, to your life. Like, just go out, try it, do your best. It might not be the best, but it's your best. And that's like the best thing that can happen. I'm over here doing a little dance because I'm happy. I love that you said that. Thank you for that encouragement to other beginners. And what's next for you? Um... Next year, I do plan on doing a couple triathlons. I'm going to try and do that one again. Hopefully, the weather's better. And I just want to keep trying and improving myself to be the best that I could possibly be. Do you have any more races on uh, for this year? Uh, not planned as of now. Not now. Would you want to race again this year? Definitely, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to make that happen for you. How about that? Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. We're going to get you another race in this year so that you can, so that means you're going to have to train. Are you willing to train during the summer heat? Because it's hot. It's hot. It right is now. hot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I am willing to trade for Boris. Okay. Well, I'm so grateful that I work with the company. Um, and Kinetic Multisport has been a huge partner for this podcast. And uh, Greg, I asked him, I said, I said, hey, can you give me some, um, some race entries? And if it's okay with you, I would like to give you a race entry so that you can have another opportunity to race this year. Yeah, so you don't definitely. have to wait again. Definitely. Does that make you happy? Yeah. I see that smile on your face. It went from like, hmm, to like, yes, I get to race again. Because I know how it is to, one, not have resources to race multiple times in a year. And so I want you to be able to have another race this season so that you can go and perhaps even race the same course, just in, it's going to be a different name and uh, see how you do from the cold to the, in the, I guess it's called spring. We're in the spring, although it feels like summer to the fall. So thank you to Kinetic Multisport for being such a generous partner with Try Beginner's Luck. And Kayla, I'm so excited to give you an opportunity to race again this year. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. As you know, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always win. This is Mashonda and I'm out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always win.